you a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first visit, I'm really glad that you found us. Now I'm going to record this, but there's a tiny gap in the clouds. So the sun's gone out, sorry, the dog's gone out to sunbathe and I fully expect that she's going to be barking to come back any second. So let's see how we get on. Now, today we're going to be talking about content and content marketing, all about what that actually means, which basically means producing blogs, videos like YouTube or podcasts or even social media. So let's take a little bit of a history around this. Now, back in the day, and by that, I mean 2005, when I was first a counsellor, Online stuff was very much in its infancy. Now, Facebook only started in 2004. And as you can imagine, it wasn't anything like it is now. So how did we go around, go about getting clients? Well, we basically advertised and advertising was expensive and random. So, for example, if you wanted to advertise in your local newspaper, you didn't have any say about whereabouts it would go in the publication. So it could go like on the sports pages or it could go on the left-hand side and the left-hand side is the worst one. You wanted to be in the top half, the right-hand side. You couldn't have, you know, you'd have no idea where it would go. You didn't know who was going to see it. Now we don't even have local publications very much anymore. I mean, my dad used to come home from work and he'd have his tea and he'd sit in the chair and he'd be reading the Lincolnshire Echo and then he'd go to sleep and then he'd get on. I mean, it used to be a part of life, but that's something that I think quite sadly actually is kind of gone now. So most of us don't have like a, a local newspaper that we can advertise in. Something else that we used to do was go in the yellow pages. Do you remember the yellow pages? <laughs> so in the yellow pages, you could do one of two things. So you'd basically have the um, the category. So it would be the category of counselling. And you could either go in there as with a free, a free thing. So basically that would have your name and like a very short thing that would basically be something like counselling in Lincoln or something like that, and then have your number. So you could have hardly anything on there. That was free. Now, as you can imagine, if you're in the yellow pages and there are quite a few other people, that's not going to show up at all. So the alternative to that was to have like a boxed advert, and that would be expensive. And again, you've got no, you know, you don't know who's going to see it. It's, it's you know, it's random. So we don't have the yellow pages anymore, like we don't have local newspapers very often anymore. You might still have them. Now, instead of the yellow pages, basically we have Google. So the way that we do marketing has changed. I think it's changed for the better. And enter 
content marketing. So what even is content marketing? Now, Neil Patel, who's like an online marketing guru, said content marketing is a long term strategy that focuses on building a strong relationship with your target audience by giving them high quality content that is very relevant to them on a consistent basis. So really, content marketing is all about creating and sharing valuable, relative, relevant and consistent content to attract followers and ultimately clients. The good news about this is that you could stop panicking about having to sell yourself and concentrate on simply doing what you want to do. That's helping people. So doesn't that feel better? So a big tick there. No more selling yourself for you. So what does content, what actually classes as content? So content can mean several different things. In fact, it can mean a lot of different things. It could be social media. It could be blogging. It could be podcasting. It could be videos, most often on YouTube, but also you can show videos on your website. It could be producing webinars or it could be producing web uh, workshops. But there are loads of other things that class as content marketing too. But basically, it's all about starting a relationship with your followers so that when the time is right, they are going to choose you for counselling rather than somebody else who they perceive as a stranger. So the client gets to choose the right counsellor for them, which is all good for the therapeutic relationship. And it's perfect for you as you'll be helping more people. And again, like I say, you can say goodbye to that feeling of you have to sell yourself. So there are loads of ways that you could produce content for content marketing. But I think when it comes to um, counsellors marketing, I think probably the main one would be producing a blog. So what I've done is I've put together 10 of the main benefits of producing a blog. So the first and main benefit really is that it helps to establish your authority. So when you write a blog, you are going to be establishing authority within your niche. It demonstrates your knowledge and your skill in that specialist area, and it gives you the status of expert. Now, I know that we don't want to be seen as experts, not in the counselling room anywhere anyway, but outside of the counselling room, people want to know that you're going to be able to help them. But by producing content, by producing blogs, you're letting people know that you're an expert, but you're not actually having to say that you're an expert. You know, you're not having to say, hey, I'm an expert in this. Come to me, which is going to make you feel incredibly awkward, isn't it? But just by producing blogs on particular subjects, it's letting people see that you know about them. It's important in business, isn't it, to be seen as highly knowledgeable and skilled, because otherwise potential clients are going to find someone else that is. So writing, interesting, relevant, understanding, thoughtful, helpful blog posts is really going to help people see that you know what you're talking about. And the other really, really great benefit about writing a blog is that it helps you to establish the know, like and trust factor. Now, the saying is that people will buy from or use the services of somebody that they know, like and trust. You might have heard this before. 
And it's never more true than for counselling. People need to know, like and trust us. Otherwise, how are they going to form a therapeutic relationship? Now, there's still a perception of the counsellor being somebody in authority, somebody that's a little bit scary, maybe somebody that's a little bit, I don't know, judgmental, which is the opposite of what we are, isn't it? So we want to let people know that we're not that, that we're understanding and we're compassionate and we're accepting and all of those good things. And as a profession, I believe that we need to collectively change this. And blogging is the perfect way to do that. I mean, think back to when you've had counselling. What did you look for when you were choosing a counsellor? And I know myself, when I was choosing a counsellor, it's slightly different for me because I'm a counsellor myself. But of course, I'm interested in the qualifications experience that they've got. But really, you just want to feel that you're in safe hands when you're with them. You need the warmth from your therapist and you need to know that they're going to understand you. Like I say, the therapeutic relationship really is paramount. So if you write a blog that's on 10 ways that you can avoid having an anxiety attack or how you can use mindfulness to reduce stress, that gives you the perfect opportunity to let those qualities of yours show through. And over time, your personality will start to show and people will start to know, like and trust you, which is going to attract the right clients. So if you're someone that's quite lighthearted with a you know, strong sense of humour, you could let that come through in your blogs. If you're somebody who's more of a serious person, you can let that come through in your blogs. It doesn't matter. You don't have to pretend to be something that you're not because the right clients will be attracted to you. And that's going to help with the good old therapeutic relationship. Something else that will happen is that it's going to help to inform and help people. Over time, regular and consistent blogging means that you'll produce a valuable resource for people to use. Again, having a niche directs people to you. So if your speciality is anger management, for example, Your blog will be full of resources to help with this, like how to recognize your anger triggers or 10 ways to calm down fast. So it's going to have lots of things for people in that particular niche that you work with. And while I'm on the subject, actually, there is a resource, a free resource that you can have that's called 101 Headlines for Your Therapy Blog. Basically, what I did was I thought of one specific niche and the niche that I've chosen is anger management. And I thought of 101 headlines and things that you can write about within that niche. So if you want to grab that, you can download it. There'll be a link below the show note, below this in the show notes, or you can go to janetravis.co.uk slash 17 and you'll be able to grab it there. So writing these useful and interesting blogs that are helpful to people in your niche means that you'll be the place people will go to learn more, to help themselves. How cool is that? Now, number four, it's going to help to drive traffic to your website. Now, Google favors websites that are current. So adding a keyword rich blog post every week or month really helps to keep it fresh, which means Google is going to rank your website higher. Now, just a quick word on this, and that is 
how often should you post? It doesn't have to be every week. It's great if you can blog, do a blog post every week. But I know for most people, that's a big ask. But one blog post every month is absolutely fine. And that's really going to help you and your website to stand out. And number five on my list of 10 is that it is going to help you to stand out. Now, there are so many counsellors around. If you just do a quick search for counsellors in your local area, you'll probably freak out a little bit because there are so many of us around. So to make a living and to attract your clients, you're going to need to stand out from the crowd. Blogging about your niche is going to elevate you amongst that sea of other counsellors and gives you that edge. So if somebody finds you on a directory, and I think back to myself, and if I'm looking for anything, whether it's a counsellor or anything, chances are I'll do a short list of three, three things, then I'll check out the website. Now, if I went onto the website and there's a whole load of helpful blog posts and the other people don't have that, that's going to be a massive tick in your favour. Now, writing a blog post also is a great way to get noticed. Now, blogging for me, and I've been blogging for ages now, I started blogging practically when I started as a counsellor. And it's got me noticed in many, many ways. So as a direct result of a blog, I was invited to talk at at the BACP conference in February 2017, which was fantastic. I've been interviewed by Therapy Today, which is the BACP publication. I've been interviewed on local radio several times, and I've been interviewed many times, both online and on other podcasts. So it will open doors for you. And don't be surprised if the phone doesn't ring with somebody from the local radio asking if you'll go and talk about something. Number seven of my list of 10 is... It's free. Yeah. So isn't it great to have some marketing that's free? I mean, what's not to like about that? Advertising is expensive, but not only that, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a return on your investment. And especially when you're starting out, when your money might be a little bit tight, this is a fantastic thing to do. It's absolutely free. Now, yes, it'll take some time, but one well-written blog can work really hard for you. So if you write a blog, basically you don't write a blog and just let it languish away in the back of your in the back of your website. No, what you're going to do is you're going to repurpose that blog post, which basically means that you can tweak it and change it and use it in lots of different ways on your social media many times over. Now, I have a sister website. It's janetravis.com. So the the website really for Grow Your Private Practice is janetravis.co.uk. Now, I used to do a... um, another business which was based on online marketing and blogging. That's janetravis.com. And that was all about self-care for people pleasers. And go over and have a look and see what I've got on there. There's some quite good blogs, actually, I have to say, even though I say even though I say so myself. But some of my posts on there have been shared literally thousands of times. That gets my work in front of a whole lot of people. So you know, if you're just starting out, blogging is a great marketing activity to do. Now, number eight is social media. So blogging gives you fantastic content that you can share with your social media followers that provides visibility. 
So unlike advertising in the press, I know that my blog's going to get seen by exactly the type of person that I've identified as my ideal client. And again, when it comes to blogging on social media, you can take snippets out of your blog. You can make quotes out of your blog. You can use it in so many different ways. It's the gift, the gift that keeps on giving. That's a kind of... I kind of refer to it like that. It always makes me laugh when I say it. Blogging is the gift that keeps on giving. And also you can stay up to date. So blogging regularly about your chosen niche really encourages you to keep up to date and to keep learning about your speciality. Now, you're going to do that anyway with your CPD, but this is going to help you as well because you're probably going to be doing a bit of research maybe for a blog post. You may be going to read other people's blogs on similar things. You may be going to listen to other people's podcasts on similar things. And it just helps to keep your brain thinking about it, look at things in different ways, get new ideas. And yeah, it's a great way to just keep updating that knowledge. Now, number 10, the final one here, this may or not may or may not be something that you do at the moment, and that is email marketing. So if you do email marketing, a great way that you can um, get people onto your newsletter list is through blogging. Now, email marketing, or basically it's like having a newsletter, is great for increasing visibility. It's going to gain the influence. It's going to help your clients because you're going to be sharing helpful content. It helps to establish authority. It makes you stand out. It increases that know, like, and trust factor that's so important. And actually, most of the things that blogging is good for. Now, you might not be doing this at the moment. It might not be something you want to do. But if you do want to do this, then Driving traffic to your blog post means that potential clients can check out your interesting, useful blog and then sign up for more on your email list. So then you can keep sending them information. It keeps that you on their radar. And obviously, you're going to be the first choice that, you're, that they're going to have when they want to come for counselling. All right. Whew, that was a big one, wasn't it? So that's 10 different things that we've just looked at about content marketing and I hope that you can see how beneficial it can be for you and your practice. So we had a look at how it can establish authority and how it can really help with that know, like and trust factor. It's going to help people and inform them and that's going to help you because you're not going to feel as though you're selling and feel uncomfortable about selling. It's going to help to drive traffic to your website, which is always a good thing. And in a world where there are so many counsellors around now, it's going to help you to stand out and get seen. And it'll get you noticed in other ways as well. You might get asked to speak on local radio or something like that. And another fantastic thing is it's totally free. So, you know, it's great for when you're starting out great when you're not starting out as well it gives you things to post on social media it helps you to stay up to date and if you do email marketing it's a great way to drive people to your website so that then they sign up for your email marketing list so yes there is a lot there now if you need some more help with your mark with your blogging 
I do have a course called Blogging with Confidence that's coming out on the 23rd of October, which is updating the current course that we have in the Grow Your Private Practice Club about blogging. Now, as a member, not only do you get access to the blogging course, but you get everything that you need sort of to go around it. Because if you start to blog, it's not a standalone thing. You're going to need to know other things like, you know, you might need to choose a niche. You might need some help with things like time management or maybe imposter syndrome is sort of holding you back a bit. Or maybe you keep procrastinating about it and you need a little bit of help with that. Maybe you need a bit of help with putting things on social media and building up your following there. And maybe you need some help with your website, what you need to put on there. So really, the Grow Your Private Practice Club is it's all about taking away the overwhelm around marketing your practice. It's all about taking away the confusion and helping you to get focused and take action to do the things that are going to get you those clients and bring you the income that you want or need. It also has a supportive group of peers as well. So you're never going to be on your own with this. If you'd like to know a bit more, check out growyourprivatepractice.co.uk. I'll share the link below or just drop me an email, jane at janetravis.co.uk and ask me for some more information. Now, blogging can be an excellent way to attract more clients and more income to your practice. So is it time for you to get started? Go on, give it a go. I dare you. Now, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to hit subscribe so you get the latest episodes delivered directly to your device every week. And please come and connect with me. I would love that. (laughs) You can find me on Instagram. So that's Grow Your Private Practice, which is all lowercase, no spaces. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, which is, my name is just Jane Travis. You know, you'll find me on LinkedIn under Jane Travis. So I hope you have a fantastic week and I look forward to speaking to you again next week when I'm going to be talking about what do you write about in a blog? (laughs) What what can you actually write about? So I'll be doing a deep dive into how to work out what to write about. So have a fantastic week and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.